After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Well, good. Oh, sorry. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this, this ought to be making it better. This ought to be making it better. Uh. Well, good morning. Good morning and welcome to... The morning report number seventy nine. Good night, nurse. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, I told this um, this quick story a few weeks ago. I was at a um, a gathering of local creatives, uh, black creatives who are into all sorts of all sorts of things, including podcasting. And I said that I I was working on a new project. It was called the Morning Report. And my friend who runs the creative group said, well, how many have you done? And at that point, we'd done about 50. And she was, and I said, about 50. She was like, 50? <laughs> have you done 50 podcasts? Uh, because it's, it's, it's a little bit of work. That's um, like anything else. Once, you know, once uh, you do it a few thousand times, you can pretty much just do one dang near off the top of your head. Um, and now we're at 79. Um, looking at the barrel of a hundred and that will be a special one. I guarantee you. Uh, it's kind of funny, uh, that we were at 79 and she was like, how many, you 50 when I said every day, uh, every time we have a, um, a podcast, uh, consult, uh, with a client, the question is, well, how often do we have to do this? And I always tell them every day. Because I know that when I say every day, they immediately balk and say, oh, we can't do this every day. It's crazy. How do you do it every day? 
Well, is it important? Is it an important part of your business? Is it an important part of your cause? Is it, is it an important part? Is getting the word out about what you're doing important? So if it is, then you do it every day. If it's not, then you do it, you know, do it once a week. If it really doesn't matter, then you do it once a month. It's up to you. I charge you almost the same. <laughs> Actually, once a month clients, I don't, I don't, I don't take. And I've stopped taking once a week clients. I only take people who are who are going to do this every day and want to um, to be successful. But anyway, welcome to the Morning Report, a production of Fight Back Media Group. And uh, I trust that you are well today. <clears throat> Lots going on. Lot is going on. It just you know what? It's funny. It never stops. Yes, the impeachment is over, but the investigations are never going to stop until the uh, House Representative is no longer. Um, Democrat majority. As long as it's Democrat majority, there's going to be unending investigations, unending questioning, unending testifying. It's it's just never going to stop. It's not. It's, it'll only stop when um, Donald Trump has completed his second term of office and is headed out of the White House uh, for the last time as President of the United States, as he as he boards. Marine One and is leaving, um, leaving Washington D.C. That will be the only time. That will be the only time. That we'll have a shot at having these investigations, these unending, ridiculous testimonies and investigations come to an end. Well, unless in 2020, uh, the House is replaced by Republicans um, in a majority instead of Democrats. It's the only way. So we're going to talk about somebody else who is scheduled to uh, to appear before the House on Judicial Committee. We'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about a comment that Van Jones made um, concerning the chances of the Democrats of beating uh, Donald Trump. That should be interesting. And we're also going to have a word um, about what the Senate's been up to since impeachment's over. Have they just sort of been sitting around going, (coughs) (coughs) pardon me, (coughs) glad that's over. You want to have a drink? Let's go get a drink. Um, That's that's not what they've been doing. Let's go to Rocket Burger and get a, I've been to Rocket Burger, it's very, very good. Uh, That's not what they're doing. I'll tell you what they've been up to when we get back to. All right, listen, my name is Willie Lawson. This is The Morning Report. Again, a production of Fight Back Media. Uh, radio group. We appreciate you being here. We'll be back right after these messages. Welcome to the Fight Back Media Radio Network. Our hosts are Willie Lawson and Paul Swanson of the Swanson Report. Here on this network, we bring you the news and commentary from an unabashedly conservative point of view. If you're interested in adding your podcast to our network, please send us an email at wls860 at gmail.com. Please do the same if you would like to become a sponsor. And please check out our website, www 
fightbackmedia.com. You can also go to Fight Back Media on Facebook or The Morning Report, also on Facebook. Please enjoy our network. Have a nice day. You know, every man my age should have three things in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop, located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist, Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942. www.bloomingdays.com Hi, this is Willie Lawson. You know, you know what every so man content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. It's Flipboard. Yeah, Flipboard curates the world story so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. When you see stories that you want to save or share, just tap the plus button and add them to your private or public collections it's that simple. It's used by millions of people every day. Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. So get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to the Morning Report. This is Willie Lawson. All right, we're gonna hop right. We're gonna hop right in here. Um, like I said, we talked about this for months, and as soon as the Democrats got in to have the advantage in the House, we would see this unending barrage of investigations and questioning, um, anything having to do with the Trump administration. And this continues. Now, we just got, we just, just stopped this impeachment madness, this impeachment hoax. We just got done with it. And then just a few days later, um, the Attorney General, Attorney General Barr, is set to testify um, in front of the House Judiciary Committee about um, Roger Stone and what um, Rudy Giuliani has been up to. Because they're, they are continuing on this fishing expedition to find something, anything, absolutely anything that they could use against the president. The article is, um, House Judiciary Committee Democrats announced um, on Wednesday, 
well, yesterday, uh, that Attorney General William Barr is set to testify before their committee at the end of March to address a variety of complaints, a variety, a, corner, a veritable cornucopia, just the, the, uh, this list, this laundry list of things. Why? Because they're, try- they're on a fishing expedition. They're throwing as much bait out there in the water, trying to drown as many worms as they can. Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler, a uh, Democrat from New York, uh, confirmed Barr's scheduled testimony with a letter signed by 23 committee Democrats and sent to the Attorney General's office on Wednesday. It wasn't signed by any Republicans. Um, and the letter reads, in, in part, In your tenure as Attorney General, you have engaged in a pattern of conduct in legal matters relating to the president that raises significant concerns for this committee. The, the letter declares, In the past week alone, you have taken steps that raise grave questions about your leadership of the Department of Justice. The, the, the letter cites complaints regarding Rudy Giuliani's process of feeding the Department of Justice information about the president's political rivals the reduced sentencing recommendation for Roger Stone and the removal of U.S. Attorney uh, Jesse Liu, who oversaw the prosecution of Stone, Rick Gates, and Michael Flynn. These are not the only issues that the committee intends to discuss when you you appear, the letter warns, but they are enough to require our immediate attention. Uh, They have stopped being responsible to the people that put them in office. Their only, and I mean only, thought, job, purpose is to get anything they can on this president. If you think this is this is the only time that they have talked about impeachment, you're wrong. I'm wrong because I thought if they if they tried to imp- if they impeached the president and they did not get him out of office, it was a swing and a miss, and they would never get another chance. But you know what? That's exactly what they're talking about. And this is more of a fact-finding mission, a fishing expedition to do exactly the same. I can't imagine that it's going to go well for them politically if they stay on this track. But on Wednesday, um, yesterday, President Trump dismissed criticism from the Democrats after the Justice Department overruled the sentencing recommendation uh, of federal prosecutors. The prosecutors had recommended a nine-year sentence for Roger Stone, who is a longtime friend of the president. Attorney uh, General Bill Parr has overruled the prosecutor's request for recommending an unspecified term of incarceration for Mr. Stone instead. Now, what that means... If we look at the words, if we break out the dictionary and look at the words, is that it may be nine years or maybe longer. Now, will it be the, the, will it be longer? Probably not. Will it be shorter? Probably. Will it be much shorter? Yeah. Yeah. The president congratulated um, the attorney general's intervention on Wednesday, thanking Barr for taking charge of the case. That was totally out of control and Pat perhaps should have never been brought. Here's the president's tweet on that. Congratulations to Attorney General Barr, Bill Barr, for taking charge of a case that was totally out of control and perhaps should not have been ever been bought. Um, evidence now clearly shows that the Mueller scam was improperly brought and tainted. Even Bob Mueller lied to Congress. 
White House Deputy Press Secretary, Secretary Hogan Gitley said neither the president nor any White House official spoke with the Attorney General about Mr. Stone's sentencing recommendation. So, according to the White House, Bill Barr did this on his own. After looking at it, and I'm and Bill Barr is going to be Bill Barr is is is, is an old school guy. He was part of the H.W. Bush White House. Um, the dude is an old school guy. He's not going to be intimidated by Jane Hayler. He's not going to be intimidated by any by um, what's her name, um, Maxine Waters, or any anybody else, any of the other Democrats that are on this committee. He's going to stick to his guns, and that's all there is to it. There will be fireworks. Late in March, there will be fireworks. Bill Barr simply will not back down. He will not be painted into a corner. He's too damn smart for that. So, buckle up, everybody. Buckle the hell up. It's going to be, it's going to be wild times. Wild time uh, at Ridgemont High. All right, we got to get out of here. No, we don't. We got to get out of here and take a break. That's what we got to do. Because we got to ring the register one at least one more time before the end of the program. Okay, uh, so we're going to take a little break. Thanks again for coming to the Morning Report. Uh, if you want, any more, want more information, go to www.fightbackmedia.com, www.fightbackmedia.com, or go to the Morning Report on Facebook. My friend Paul Swanson is posting there numerous times a day, which is really funny because when you post there, my picture shows up like I'm doing all the posting when I'm not doing any of the posting, really. But anyway, <laughs> we'll be back right after these messages. This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, the network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit to your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at ARM Citizens Legal Defense Network. Our number is 360-978-5200. That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org. You know, every man my age should have three things in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop, located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist, Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942. www 
bloomingdays.com. back welcome back to the morning report my name is willie lawson um and my other host is a dude named paul swanson paul swanson that's paul swanson s-w-a-n-s-e-n because it's swedish at least that's what he tells me and paul's a swedish guy i know so why not and um you can you can check out paul on the swanson report uh all you have to do is go to DuckDuckGo and type in swanson report when it comes up subscribe and then Offer to buy him a cup of coffee. Toss him a few bucks. The, the, the commentary, the news stories are more than well worth it um, and worth supporting. So we would appreciate that. Um, we, really, we really would appreciate that. All right, we'll be back. Uh, no, we're not going anywhere. Wait, um, our next story. I'm sorry it's late and um, I'm sort of freaked out about what's next. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is just fun. Van Jones says, let's be real. None of these Democrats can beat Trump. Folks, it's been less than 24 hours since former Democrat uh, frontrunner Joe Biden uh, placed fifth in the New Hampshire primary. Fifth. Fifth. Now, we have reported on the New Hampshire primary on the last two programs. Uh, we did a special on the um, primary itself um, last night and then again um, yesterday morning. Um, so it is not changed. Joe Biden came in fifth in, in New Hampshire. Now, and I've said this <clears throat> over the past couple of days, I think you really can't count Iowa. Iowa was such a cluster that everyone sort of gets, gets a buy and you just try it again. It's like a mulligan. Everybody, you, you, you know, reared back and, and swung the club and it just, hit the top of the ball and just tweet it forward a little bit. And people say, hey, that's your mulligan. Why don't you just tee that up and start again? And I think that was what New Hampshire was for basically all of the Democrat candidates. It was like, yeah, just tee it up and hit it again. And they did. Now, the only problem was for uh, most of the candidates, this, this race was in Bernie Sanders' backyard. And it was, and it was pretty, eh, pretty common knowledge that he would probably win. It was thought that he would win with a much larger uh, percentage of the vote. He beat um, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, Buttigieg. What what the hell is his name? Mayor Pete from from South Bend, um, Gay Pete, yeah. Um, only by like one point three percent of the vote. Almost nothing, really. Almost nothing. And then it was um, Amy Klobuchar with uh, almost 20% of the vote. And then Elizabeth Warren with a little less than 10% of the vote, followed by Joe Biden with a little bit more than 6% of the vote, I believe. But fifth place, a weak fifth place. Everyone's wondering what happens next. Will um, Joe Biden do better in a in you know what in a primary situation where frankly there are more black people? 
it is also common knowledge that Pete Buttigieg is not polling well with black people. And the truth about both Iowa and New Hampshire is really not that diverse. Just not that diverse, is it? Let's just be real. Not that diverse. Awful lot of honkies here, right? I wish I had that clip. I'd I'd, I'd get that. I got to, you know, I got I, I got to get that sound effect. Awful lot of honkies here, uh, in both Iowa and um, and New Hampshire. Awful lot of honkies here. So when you have that sort of situation, you don't really know what's going to happen because you really haven't uh, tapped into what more represents the Democrat base. And you can't tap into what represents the Democrat base until you have a, a couple of elections where there are actually a significant uh, amount of black people. And, 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 you know, and Latinos as well. So it's going to be interesting um, in South Carolina. But in any case, this is horrendous. We're all scared, said a Biden advisor, speaking anonymously because the comments conflict with the brave public face the campaign is trying to broadcast. This person says, I think we're going to make it to South Carolina. I know we're supposed to say we're going to and we're going to win, but I just don't know. Despite his first place showing, communist Bernie Sanders had a lower turnout than expected. He performed worse against his current rivals than he did against Hillary Clinton in 2016. Kind of a bad sign. Now, you would think that he would do well because the rest of the vote was so divided up. It wasn't so it's going to be him or her. And even by... Um, even by New Hampshire last year, it was pretty. It was pretty clear there wasn't going to be a lot of. It was going to be Hillary or Bernie. It was pretty clear, and he crushed her. Crushed her, and she's a no, and she was a known quantity. Where you have these people who aren't that known, like Pete, Pete Buttigieg, uh, Gay Pete, and then Amy Klobuchar. You wouldn't you wouldn't think that they would have, especially gay Pete, that they would have much of a shot. But again, gay Pete only lost by one point three percent of the vote. And then Amy Klobuchar. And then Elizabeth Warren and then Joe Biden. As a result, as results came in on Tuesday night, former Obama administration official and CNN host Fan Jones poured cold water over the chances any candidate in the Democrat field could actually beat President Trump in a general election. <clears throat> this is what he says. It just feels like everybody is partially able to take on Trump, but not really. There is no one candidate yet that feels that everybody can, excuse me, um, that feels that everyone feels that they can go up against Trump and beat him. There's not one candidate that right now anybody thinks can go against Trump straight up and beat him. No. 
There isn't. And they know this. And they know this. He's right. Um, last night, President Trump made history with a massive turnout in the Granite State. And this is what, you know, what people, <clears throat> people didn't understand this. So let me explain it to you. Um, in 2012, Barack Obama won New Hampshire. Well, of course he did. He was an incumbent. His turnout was 49,080 votes. In 2004, as an incumbent, George Bush had a turnout of 53,962. In 1996, Bill Clinton had a turnout as an incumbent of 76,797 votes. As an incumbent in 2020, Donald Trump had 187% of the precincts, precincts reporting, 120,476 people turned out. That's a hell of a lot of excitement. So when you see that kind of stuff, you just go, dang, how is it going to be possible to beat this guy? How is it going to be possible? And I got to go back to something that former President uh, Barack Obama said that is becoming more and more true every single day. And I think that we ought to really, I think that we really have to start understanding it and taking it to heart. Elections have consequences. Elections have consequences. So in 2016, when Mark Levin, who had not been a supporter of Donald Trump, got on the air and said, if you don't vote for Donald Trump, you then you're basically you're doing it wrong. That there isn't any real conservative position that says to vote for anybody but Trump. When all along, you know what... <clears throat> Mark Levin had been being very honest about the lack of conservatism that Donald Trump had showed um, in his life up until that point. And he truly was not a conservative candidate, right? But we'll see. In, in, in that sort of, in that sort of vein, um, we found out that these elections do have consequences. The Senate Republicans are leaving impeachment in the dust. It just happened a few days ago and it's already been forgotten because here's the consequence we've seen in the first uh, term of the Trump administration that a Republican with a list that he made up um while he was a while he was uh, campaigning, of uh, judges to the Supreme Court, nominees for the Supreme Court, that pretty much have conservative endorsement. Both of at least the first two of those candidates are now sitting on the Supreme Court. But that's not all. Today, 
the Senate confirmed, the Republican control of the Senate confirmed 54 to 41 executive calendar number 563 Joshua Kindred to the U.S. District Judge, U.S. District Judge for the District of Alaska. <clears throat> um, confirmed 72 to 23 executive calendar uh, number 565 Matthew Thomas Schlepp to be the U.S. District Judge for the Eastern District of Missouri. Confirmed 81 to 12, Executive Calendar 461, John Fitzgerald Knees to be U.S. District Judge for the Northern District of Illinois. And confirmed 77 to 19, Executive Calendar number 535, Philip M. Halpern to be U.S. District Judge for the Southern District of New York. Ladies and gentlemen, elections have consequences. The president is nominating um, judges, federal judges, because you can keep that job forever. Federal judges all over the country. And this is how many? Five today? It's crazy. Let's see. One, two, four today and getting them confirmed make the, the, they're making it happen in the Senate getting them confirmed <clears throat> and I gotta tell you the consequence is this the consequence is simply that these decisions that are that are made by non-activist judges are going to have bearing on how the country is, things in the country play out for the next 20, maybe 30 or even 40 years. So much case law. This will be the Trump legacy. If they think that impeachment it will be the Trump legacy, they're absolutely positively wrong. If you think that that's going to be the Trump legacy, you are wrong. If you think Russia, Russia, Russia is going to be the Trump legacy, you're wrong. If you think by grabbing women by their private parts will be the Trump legacy, you're absolutely incorrect. Having judges be confirmed in the number that he's had, that he's had judges confirmed uh, federal judges around the country is going to be second only percentage wise to George Washington. And this will have a continuous effect on the country for many years to come. Let's just be real. I don't want to be macabre, uh, but let's just be real. There is a real good chance that the president might in his second term confirm, get one more Supreme justice confirmed. It could happen. It, and frankly, it probably will. I don't wish anybody any, any any harm or any ill will. I pray that everyone is as healthy as they can be. Um, I understand not being healthy. But there's, a, some, that there's some reality to this. And there's a really good chance that the president will get to nominate at least one more Supreme Court member before the end of his presidency in 2024. Maybe two, even. And that, my friends, even even with another one, that, my friends, 
with a number of federal judges will create what will will be known as the Trump legacy. It's exciting. And it's extremely interesting. All right, we got to get out of here and make for somebody else. Um, my name is Willie Lawson. This is the Morning Report. Uh, until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get active care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. After my heart attack, Cash from Active Care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from Active Care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is Active Care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.